Hey chicks, welcome back to another episode. This is Sarah. This is Victoria. And we are the Authentic Chicks. Hell yeah, we are. Okay guys, so it is not just Victoria and I today. We actually have a super special guest. Her name is Maddie Martin. Let me hear some snaps. <laughs> so Maddie is a fellow instructor with us at Cycle Bar. She teaches at the Middletown Station Studio, but she also teaches at Shred 415 and Yoga State. So we are super excited to have her on the pod with us today. Yes, yeah. I'm so excited, you guys. So, okay, before we jump into the fun, serious stuff, I have to ask, did you guys see the news about them doing a movie on It Ends With Us? Yes. I'm pretty excited about it, honestly. It'll be good. I'm so excited. Also, I'm a huge Blake Lively fan, so... Same. Yep. Give her since Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> oh, Blake Lively. <laughs> Blake Lively's been my girl. Yeah. Yes, and like Gossip Girl. Uh, yeah. Blake Lively, like the thing I love about her the most is her voice. Yes. In Gossip Girl, yep. when she's like, lipstick lasts longer than gloss. I love her. She's the best. She is. She really is. I kind of wish they were doing Verity over the ends with us, though. I felt like I they were very popular at the same time. And whenever they came out with the extra chapters of Verity, I went into Target in the dressing room and read it. <laughs> because my G-Bass was not buying the book again. Just take a seat on the little bench in there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone even came in and was like, are you okay? And I'd probably been there for like an hour. <laughs> Surely they'll make that one a movie, though. I bet they will. It's too popular not to. Oh, yeah. It's so good. I've read it twice, but I don't know that I've read the extra chapters. I know. I don't think I did either. Girl. Unless they were in my book and I didn't know. I know. Yeah. We'll go to Target. <laughs> Get myself a nice dressing room. Yeah. Yeah, Starbucks but first. Also, um, here is my hot take on Paris Hilton's baby. A, what the heck? <laughs> also, is that picture even real? I'm telling you no. I was very confused by that picture, but... That baby hand compared to her thumbnail is, like, the scale of that just kind of throws me off just a little bit. It's kind of strange. It's the fingernails look a little interesting to me, but <laughs> I don't know. I've never had a newborn, so I'm not quite sure what the fingernails are supposed to look like, <laughs> okay, but same. I was confused. Victoria, you're the only <laughs> yeah. one that can answer on this. I mean, they were perfect fingernails, but yeah. for Paris Hilton, I wouldn't expect anything less but <laughs> I mean I'm interested to see what else she starts posting because I need I more pictures now oh absolutely I wonder if she's gonna be like a content crazy mama with like all the <laughs> pictures of the baby all the time or if she's gonna be like really secretive kind of oh, like yeah. Kardashian like yeah how they've kind of transferred to that do you, do you ever watch Selling Sunset yes mm. do you know Heather yes I picture her being more of a yep. Heather uh-huh yeah know? Which I'm kind of surprised that she didn't have baby shower, this whole yep. ordeal. So maybe she did and she'll come out with the stuff like Kylie Jenner did. Yeah, maybe. Like later yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I, also, I feel like that Heather girl's pregnancy has lasted 12 <laughs> years. I was on one of her TikToks and like some of the comments were like, this girl's been pregnant for like three years, it feels like. <laughs> I guess we should go ahead and jump in. For any of our listeners who are not from the Kentucky, Southern Indiana area, Maddie is a instructor, like I mentioned, at a couple different studios. So how did you become into doing fitness instructing full-time? Honestly, like I just 
look back and I'm kind of like everything just worked out like perfect timing wise with instructing I feel like fitness has always been part of who I am (laughs) this is kind of funny but at age seven eight I remember my parents waking my sister and I up to like go to the YMCA to work out with them um, (laughs) early on Sunday mornings like it was just our routine like you're getting up at 8 a.m and you're either going to go to the YMCA with us or you didn't get to go to breakfast with everyone (laughs) it was like just part of it and so my sister and I always joke working out is just like part of our DNA I wouldn't know how to function without being able to like out every day but just started when I was younger I did sports all the time I was super into softball and running cross country and that was kind of like my outlet once um, I got to that age of high school and then in college working out was still my outlet I feel like school or friends going out all that stuff would get stressful and working out was the one constant controllable thing in my life I would always rely on going to the gym with my friends or going to a class with my friends or whatever it would be would be my release kind of Mm -hmm. and kind of like my place but I went to an internship in DC for a summer in college and my roommate in DC got me to go to this free boot camp and it was like twice a week and then we would meet at the Lincoln Memorial steps which was really cool sounds like a not gossip girl episode yeah it (laughs) it felt like it's like everybody meet at the steps but yeah literally um I want to say it'd be like a hundred people like there were so many people because it was free and people could walk there and DC Mm -hmm. is such a commuter place so people would just show up and then there were two instructors and we would do something different like run the stairs do like partner workouts or whatever it is but it was every Wednesday at 5 a.m like it was early before everybody would go to work oh yeah and I loved those instructors they were just motivating in a way that would make you do something that you would never do like I would never like sprint up a million steps up the Lincoln (laughs) Memorial but they would have something that would go deeper than like let's go they would say something I'd be like oh my gosh they're talking to me I'm gonna go sprint this and it kind of changed how I felt about instructors and I was like I want something like this in Louisville because SRC we would go (laughs) like I wouldn't go to the classes really I would just go walk on the treadmill or do the elliptical by myself Mm -hmm. I remember being like, I don't know how I can personally bring this to Louisville, but I want to be an instructor. I remember like that's kind of when I decided I wanted to teach group fitness. Which is really fun because you, I feel like, are an instructor who really instills into people making them believe they can do those things, like running up 100,000 steps at once. So it's kind of fun to hear that you kind of got that from doing something years and years ago. I had always worked out, but it almost went deeper there for me, where I was like, this could be more than just sweating. It just went a little bit further than just the workout for me. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of when things shifted. But yeah, I got my group fitness certification when I was in college and then I just reached out to the Louisville gym and was like, hey, can I teach a class? And the funniest thing about like college gym then, I don't know if it's changed at all because it's been a few years, but they were just like, sure, what do you want to (laughs) teach? Like there's no like, there's no structure. They're like, you have first aid CPR and your certification, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) And I was like, okay. That's terrible. And they're like, (laughs) literally like, it was, what do you want to teach? And I was like, um, I'll teach a boot camp. So I literally just made up the workouts every day. Like, I didn't really know exactly what you I was doing. You came up with everything of it? Oh, they yeah. They didn't give you any type of shell? It's crazy. So I would just like make up random circuits. It was so much fun because there was no structure. And also I didn't know what I was doing. So it gave me free yeah. reign to just learn, really. Yeah. And then I just like played good music and had fun with it. I remember just texting all my friends every week being like, please come to my class. So it's not <laughs> empty. <laughs> but then more and more people started coming. And I met a ton of people that like, I would never meet in college if they didn't come to class and it was fun honestly that's hilarious yeah. I, I really am picturing the SRC yeah. just being like sure here's the key yeah and that's really like, what it was what? <laughs> and I was 
like, so what do I do like about the mic? They're like, oh, there's one in there. So I just like kind of had to figure out how to use it myself. And then we would have to sign off how many people came to class at the end. And that was it. Like it was just nobody ever like came in to tell me what to do or it was weird. But I thought for some reason that you started at L with spin. So you didn't even start with spin. No, no I, so that's pretty we cool. We know what's hilarious is I used to go to cycling classes with my mom at the YMCA in middle school mm-hmm. and I like dreaded them so much. <laughs> I'm like, I don't like cycling. I don't like a bike, like all this stuff. Like it's so funny how much it like flipped. Um, I got into cycle bar through one of my friends in my sorority. I remember her being like, oh, I met this woman that's opening a place called cycle bar do you want a job the hours would be super early or later in the evening so it was nice for like a college schedule because I would Mm -hmm. have my classes during the day and I was like yeah I need some extra money and sure I'll do it like I like fitness and I remember her saying it was cycling classes and I was like ugh, (laughs) (laughs) never mind (laughs) I was like oh we'll see we'll give it a shot and then I took obviously like two classes and I was hooked but yeah and it was a little bit different yeah way different than like what I was used to I was like wait this is not what I was expecting (laughs) that's funny that you got started doing that because when I started doing it at LAC and one of my friends was like oh you should go to cycle bar I'm like no absolutely not I'm terrified of this (laughs) it's it's so different it's so crazy it's very different I started going to spin classes at Blairwood like years ago we stopped going there and then we went to LA Fitness. My stepdad and I used to do it together. <laughs> so was Cycle Bar the first place that you started being an instructor at? Yes. So I was teaching my classes at UofL um, and then working desk at Cycle Bar senior year of college. Also like, applying to grad schools and I felt like I was kind of lost at that time, if that makes sense. Like I just didn't really know what direction my next step was going to be, which I think a lot of people feel that way. Like yeah. senior year, even like, two or three years after college, it's just kind of hard figuring out what right. you want your life to be and where you want to go and what the next step is so that's kind of where I was that's where I say it's kind of like a perfect storm where I knew I loved teaching my classes at the SRC and I was like man I don't want this to come to an end now that I'm graduating Um, and I was working desk at cycle bar taking like eight million classes I remember (laughs) taking three or four classes in a day because I was like just in I would be like but I love this instructor I want to take her class and they're like oh no I want to stay for this oh I'm working I might as well stay for this next class I just grew to love it so much and then you can't move the next day yeah and then I'm like oh my god what am I doing (laughs) I would ride like in the front row I remember and like just picture myself teaching cycling and I had a moment where I was like I can't do this there's no way they would let me do that because I've been working desk I felt like everyone's like little sister almost yeah. like I felt like a little kid around everyone because mm-hmm. I like looked up to everyone so right. much if I say I want to be an instructor all these people are gonna laugh at me and be like oh like you're so cute like <laughs> oh. you know what I mean yeah. like um but eventually I was like I-, I can do this for sure so I remember having the conversation with like the owner at the time and for some reason she was like yeah sure start training and I was just like wow that's all it took like (laughs) just being like hey I think I'm interested in this and she's like yeah we'll start training you and then from there I guess I went through training and all that kind of stuff and then started teaching one class a week and it kind of built it was happy hour on a Friday night (laughs) and it was at 6 p.m which is so late on a Friday for everyone being like we're already getting ready to go out Maddie like we're not coming to class so I would text my family and anyone that I knew and be like please come ride in this class <laughs> and it just it was so much fun I remember it was very low stakes then mm-hmm. like looking back on it like I had an expectation but I also knew that I was brand new so I was I can't be 
you know, Serena, or I can't be like, I super looked up to Danielle. Mm-hmm. I can't be these people, but I can learn from them and I can try my best every time I show up and make it as fun as I can. Cause it's Friday night. So right. I just remember it would turn into, we would go talk a luchador afterward and like, it was just little things to look forward to. And eventually it started to grow. And then I got more and more classes on the schedule. So now you <laughs> teach, I mean, I know what, is it Sundays is your only day off? Yeah. Like how, how did you blossom into having a passion for it like that? I graduated in psychology and I thought I wanted to be an eating disorder therapist. And so I was working at an eating disorder clinic in Louisville under one of my professors that like, I looked up to a ton. I was kind of in like desk work there. So like I didn't like sitting at a desk all day and I was doing a bunch of admin stuff that was just truly draining, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being upset, but then I would go to cycle bar and have the best time and loved it. And I started to get like more and more comfortable with my instructing, who I was, like my classes were building, like things were just like feeling good in alignment there. And then in my full-time job, I was just like this is just making me not happy at all and it's not really like the direction that I want to continue going in and I had a conversation with that professor at the clinic and she was like listen I see you come to life when you're talking about your classes that you teach and your whole mantras and like the people that like you talk about and like all this stuff it's just it sounds like this is meant for you and she's like I don't want it to be oh just because you're not happy here like blah blah blah. like you need to go find something new she's like no it like really feels right that you're in that position and I think you should just go pursue it all in and I was like all right (laughs) I just remember leaving there and being like yeah you're right and like having conversations with my family like the people that I was looking up to at the time and they're like no I think you could make this work when you want something in your life and it feels right you're going to be able to find the opportunities and things will just happen for you in the right way which like it's hard to believe that in the moment you're like how am I going to make any money I teach three cycle bar classes like I can't survive off of that but Right when I quit that full-time job, I remember hearing about Shred coming to Louisville, which we didn't have one at the time. And I didn't even know what it was. (laughs) And I was like, all right, I'll do it. I'll teach it just to add more fitness to my whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to teach it. I'll try out for it. I remember, like, submitting my application for that, not even knowing what the workout was. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even know what you're doing. Literally, they were like, it's weight training and treadmills. And I was like, okay, I weight train and I run on treadmills. I can figure it out. I'll figure it out. It'll work out. Oh, my God. What if you had walked in and it was like, boxing I know I'd be like what yeah (laughs) but I walked in the first day to training at shred and the instructors our master instructors there were like amazing and they had us all fall in love with it in like a second Mm. and and it was just like so much fun we were all learning it together like no one really knew what we were getting into Mm -hmm. so I felt like we all started like at ground zero and just kind of like learned everything and then I had a ton of classes at shred when it first opened because I remember our owner was like how many classes do you think you want? And I was like, well, I just quit my full-time job. <laughs> so as many as you can possibly give me, please. <laughs> so she, I think I had like 12 shred classes a week or something oh insane, which is like, you're not working out at shred. Right. It's different than cycle bar. So you're not using your body. It's just more like energy and like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But I personally feel like it'd be harder to bring the energy when you're not fully in the workout. Yeah. But I remember I came to your very first class. <laughs> Because you were so yes, nervous. So I, like, all of you guys, everybody <laughs> yes. from Psycho Bar come. <laughs> when I started instructing, like the way you talk about Serena and Danielle, when I tried out, it was you and, and Erica and Annie, of course. You all were the people that like we looked up to. Right. So when, And you were nervous. Right. And I, I thought, I was like, wow, <laughs> she's actually the Maddie Martin is nervous. <laughs> oh, I was horrified. <laughs> it was so scary. But it was so good. Like you did, yeah. because, you know, you're obviously having to, 
to cue. I remember you saying I have to cue treadmills and floor and and I mean you crushed it so. It was like a huge learning curve that remember like learning that because cycle bar you teach everything to like the beat of the music Mm -hmm. and like you kind of like if you mess up as an instructor at cycle bar if like no one knows because Mm -hmm. like you missed a beat drop or something and it doesn't really matter like you can pick back up and then at shred it felt like if you made a mistake and the clock was off or like something was like off then the whole class would be ruined it's not like I was thinking (laughs) that in my head I was like oh my gosh this is so crazy but so once I started teaching shred I feel like that's kind of when things kind of took off like fitness wise I was like this is kind of like a real thing now like this is gonna be my life (laughs) I was like traveling from like studio to studio it was just like a whole whirlwind of craziness I kind of found my own pathway through it I feel like but I will say I think shred since it was different from cycle bar it gave me just like a different outlook on the whole scale of fitness in general it's not just the feeling at cycle bar that I love like it's feeling at cycle bar but also at shred like the pushes and it's like Mm -hmm. the way an instructor can get you to do something that you would never do or think you could do Mm -hmm. without just that one like nugget of like you can Mm -hmm. and it kind of was like oh you can kind of make this like the energy shift in whatever modality of fitness that you come in contact with or even just in life in general it's it's not always what's just on the outside it's more so like what you speak to on the inside and like who you are that kind of helped and I saw that in shred and then like it carried into my cycle bar teaching And then eventually I started working at Yoga State as well once that opened and it was the same thing. Yeah. It's just like a little bit deeper than just like the modality of fitness. I think it's like more so just the way like your instructor can speak to something that you might be going through Mm -hmm. that they don't even know that. But they said just like the perfect thing at the perfect time right before you're about to do something insanely challenging. It just gives you that confidence of, okay, I'm good. Like I can push through something. Yeah, and I really like that because I feel like things inside a fitness studio can translate so well to your daily life if you allow it to. And so like those little you cans or whatever it is, it's sometimes I find myself in a spot in my life that I'm like, maybe bring it into the room with me and I'm like, okay, but no, I really can do this. Like this might be hard at the moment, but I can do it. And that translates more than just running on a treadmill or turning your gear up on a bike or lifting heavier weights. Like it could be whatever goals you've set outside the studio also. And I think you do a really good job at touching people in and out of the studio in that way. And I mean, I think that's what has drawn people to all of your classes. And you have this huge following now. And it's because of things like that. So I remember when I first started teaching, it was like my fourth class. And we did a team teach together. (laughs) Maddie, I I have to tell you, I mean, I like was so, I've never been so nervous for something in my entire life. I really was. I was just like, oh my gosh how am I going to do this? Like, this is someone who has been doing, you know, has been doing this for so long, like is very strong and who she is an instructor. It was like my fourth class and you sent me your song and I will never forget. And you did a 95 oh no. five minute song out of the saddle. The Sia song. <laughs> that one is hard. That was mean. I'm sorry. I, I just like, love that one. I was like, this girl hates me. She wants to kill me. I think you had said something because I was singing along. Yeah. And I would think you were like, oh, I this I knew I liked you because you would sing along. And the reason I was singing it is because I was dying. <laughs> You're like, I, I got to like, keep going. If I don't keep going and I don't start yelling this <laughs> and do, making this a bop, I'm going to pass out on this bike. <laughs> and this is no longer going to be a team teach. Man, so that's funny. hilarious. <laughs> but 
I didn't know what I was. You looked like you knew what you were doing. I was like, she killed it. No, she never. You told me you're nervous before. I was like, she's not nervous. She killed it. Oh my no, no, I was not okay. (laughs) No, I think I cried afterwards. I just remember being like, okay, the one thing that I knew how to do was like bring energy. Yeah. And I tried to bring a ball of energy into every class <laughs> because I don't know what else I'm doing up there. You know, half the time I just stuff comes out and I'm like, I don't know what I just said. <laughs> and then I'll get a text that's like, that was so beautiful. And I'm like, what? Like, what was yeah. it? Yeah. Could you actually tell me what I did say? Because <laughs> yeah. I'd like to know. Yeah. <laughs> That's always how I feel. Yeah. I know. Yeah. There's so many times, too, that I'll be, like, in the middle of a sentence, and then my brain just goes Shuts blank. Yep. I'll always say something, and then, like, once it's over, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't think that made any sense. And I'm like, I got to say something that does make sense next. Just pull it together. Next time, it'll make sense. I find myself making up words, too. Yep. Like, today, I literally was like, I don't know what I was trying to say was add the gear, turn it up, and it literally came out. I was like, <laughs> you just get so in the moment of it that yeah, then stuff just, it's like word vomit. Yeah. And I think it is kind of hard, though, to learn when to let the music speak for itself and like when to talk yeah. because it's just you have so much going on yeah. at one time and you do it so elegantly. I That's like one thing that like I think that I'm still trying to figure out is just overcoming the fear of judgment from writers, from other fellow instructors, from people watching you on your social media. But how do you think that you've like been able to overcome any fear of judgment with that? Truly, I feel like it's like a day by day thing for me because like some days obviously things are going to get to you a little bit more than others. Honestly, like you personally are the biggest judge of yourself I feel like so like sometimes I feel like I'm way harder on myself than anybody would ever be on me personally so I'm always like okay I noticed that I messed up all this stuff or it wasn't perfect but most of the people in the class would have never bat an eye they didn't know that what you said didn't make sense it made sense to them so I think like sometimes it's just yourself putting so much pressure on your teaching or the more grounded and rooted and in touch I am with my values and how I show up each and every day who I am the less that I'm paying attention to what other people are saying or feeling about me or the less I really care. But most importantly, it's just getting to know yourself and being good with where you are. And that's kind of narrows out everything because if you're good where you are and you know what you're doing is right and true to you, then Mm -hmm. the things that try to shake you or feel like judgment from anyone else, you're like, well, this is me. And the people that support you will stay and they'll be a good part of your life. And the people that don't, won't. And that's okay. But you can't let their judgment affect your growth and how become who you are and you're never going to be able to take those steps if you just live in their judgment I love that and I feel like a lot of people will put you on a pedestal and how do you separate what people create for you versus like what's right. really you it can be hard but I don't know if it's as much as a separation as it is as a balance for me so I don't think I'm like very different person like teaching and who I am just like normally at home there's parts that are the exact same and parts that are maybe a little different the pressure of like showing up in a certain way every single day is what I struggle with a lot because I feel like people are expecting me to show up and teach the most perfect class and say all these inspirational things and be a certain thing and then when I'm not feeling like that on certain days it's hard to show up in that but on those days like sometimes it's it helps to just be real and be like oh I had a terrible Wednesday and like Mm. I've been looking forward to just writing in this class with you guys we'll respond to that more than if I were to show up and pretend to be in the happiest mood not saying like I'm gonna like go in and dump like all this negativity (laughs) on everyone but like when people see who you truly are I think Mm -hmm. that's 
obviously you're going to make deeper connections than just surface level. And that's kind of where things get deeper than it's just a workout. Yeah. If we were just going in there to deliver an amazing workout, we could do that every single day and show up and it wouldn't be as authentic as if you show up in who you are. Like, What do you think has been the things that have helped you to evolve into the person that you are today? Because I think that something that you touched on is getting to know who you are and what your values are and what you stand for. But I think finding that, and I think a lot of people can probably relate, like that's hard. Some of my biggest advice, which I think I say this in class a lot, but obviously you can't go into like depth on a bike. You <laughs> yeah. just like say a little bit yeah, and then like that's it. Yeah. yeah. I'm always like do more of what actually feels good and not what just looks good on the outside and do a little bit less of things that don't feel so good. So it's like just – being able to strip away some of the stuff that is not you first, I think that's always a good place to start. Start taking things off your plate that don't align with the values and the core like morals that you stand for and the things that don't feel good in your life. College was kind of like a hard time for me, but it's because I feel like I was kind of taking on other people's idea of like what I was supposed to be doing and it didn't feel good with my lifestyle. I love to like work out and go to yoga and take walks and stuff, but that wasn't really the cool thing in college. Mm -hmm. Unless you were at a frat party. Yeah. You weren't anything exactly yeah. <laughs> like I so I think I took on a lot of like what other people thought I should have been doing at the time but that did, really didn't align with who I am at the core so as I started to strip away stuff like that and do more of what I actually do like and what does make me feel better as a person I feel like I found what I'm good at and the things that I like and the things that inspire me by like stripping away some of the stuff that I am not and then you can kind of leave room to discover the things that you are. So it's hard as an instructor to kind mm -hmm. of figure out who you are and like what you bring to the table. Mm -hmm. You feel when things are right. Yeah. You feel when like, you're like, wow, that was like badass. Like that yeah. was so much fun. I'm so glad I tried that. And you can feel when things just are like, that's not me. <laughs> and I'd say like the biggest thing for me that has held from the very beginning and even now is just I try to always be surrounding myself with people that are better than me people that might have like a stronger faith than me that'll push me to go deeper in mine or people mm -hmm. that are just more grounded and rooted in who they are being around those types of people that push you to like want to dive in deeper and dig in deeper like if you're around people that are like better than you at things it just inspires you to be like oh my gosh like I know I can do better and just shows you that there's more out there yeah mm -hmm. I think it's too a lot of discipline because it's you can see things and see someone that inspires you that you're like oh I want to do this too mm -hmm. and maybe you do it for a day right mm -hmm. and then you have to learn how to become so disciplined that it becomes routine and it becomes habit and it becomes a part of you I mean personally I struggle with that like I see someone and I'm like, oh my gosh, like they are so grounded in who they are and faith and their walk and they know exactly what they stand for and there is nothing that's going to push them. Yep. And I'll do and implement practices that day they will do like journaling or reading my devotional every single day or X, Y, Z. And I do it for a week and then I'm like, <laughs> mm, uh, that book fell somewhere. I don't know where yeah. it was. <laughs> so I think that kudos to you for staying, like sticking yeah. with that stuff yeah. because it's having – a habit that is a lifetime versus just doing something that is just a week I think is really hard. There's one thing that I personally struggle with is we all have to fill our own cup and you can't continuously pour into others if you don't take time to fill your own cup and your schedule is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you know me as a mom and a wife and an, an instructor a full-time job and now a podcast it's sometimes I try to figure out like where are little pockets that I can work on filling my own cup because I do pour into others a lot 
And I feel like you are the same way. Right. You have you have to find these little pockets to fill your cup. So how do you prioritize filling your cup? And what is it that you do to fill your cup? I struggle with this a lot too, just because my schedule is always like all over the place that I think it's hard to find time that's just for you because when I'm not instructing or not trying to take a class or like do something like that, I feel like I'm like, oh, well, I need to spend time with my family or my boyfriend or my friends or like I need to work on relationships. And then it's like I'm leaving myself out mm-hmm. of the whole equation. And I find myself doing that a lot. But in a perfect world, <laughs> I I do think that like taking classes yourself, maybe not even at the studio that like you teach at helps a ton for me when I have the energy to do it. Because when you walk into Cycle Bar now teaching there, it's like you see all the people that come to your classes and you mm-hmm. just you're still in work mode, even though you're not, your brain is just turned on to like be talking to people and which is great sometimes, but sometimes you just want to literally walk in somewhere, take a class and just zone out, Mm -hmm. not have to worry about anything. At least that's where I go. I'm like, I just need 60 minutes to myself where Mm -hmm. like, I don't have to be on. What's huge for me is I love to journal and I love coffee shops. (laughs) So like my happy place is literally going to get coffee and like being able to journal for even at like five to 10 minutes. It'll just like reground me sometimes and yeah. like settle into like why I do what I do and like what makes it so special to me. So just like those few minutes of like looking through your journal or like writing down stuff and just doing things that just have nothing to do with fitness or work, mm-hmm. just cooking a meal or something as simple as that or watching some random show and just like being able to like unplug and zone out for a little bit. Brain Helps break. You. Yes. Brain break. Major <laughs> brain breaks yeah. for sure. What's your favorite brain break show? I'm on a big Bravo kick right now, actually. Are you? Yes, but I'm really like, I love so much like random trash TV too. Oh, yeah. Like Bachelor and all that <laughs> uh, stuff. You know? Have you started this season yet? No, I'm kind of like either. iffy about it. I I'm am sure too. I'll watch it just because. I know you talked about that when you decided to be an instructor, how you thought, I could never do that. So how do you train yourself just to go for it? It's hard. (laughs) I feel like everything that is about like achieving your goals and like your biggest dreams is like really challenging. I always like to think of it as like, if I don't go for this, how much am I going to look back and be like, why didn't I just say something? Or like, why didn't I just try? Being able to like talk about your dreams and goals with your friends or the people that you trust and stuff makes it feel more like reality than if you just keep them inside. And then also just like small goals first, obviously, as an instructor when you picture it you picture yourself teaching to like 70 people sold out and like craziness but like when you first start it's like five people yeah there is not yeah it's literally my family um and like maybe just setting the goal to be like getting to know those five people the best that you possibly can what is your pit and peak of your fitness classes like what is one moment you were like I wish that never existed and then a moment that you felt like you were on top of the world pit I guess well when Middletown when we first opened the lights for some reason the green lights (laughs) the green lights and just our whole system just it felt like it was like mercury and retrograde all the time (laughs) like something was go wrong in every single class but I remember a specific class the lights they would just go to green and then there was no fixing them. Once they hit green, you knew you were screwed. Like you were like, green? this is over. It was yeah. like a green. It looked like Shrek. It was weird. <laughs> Shrek swamp. <laughs> yeah. So the lights already went to green. It was fine. We were coping with that. It's all good. <laughs> we're like, whatever. And then I remember my like mic went out and for some reason we didn't have a backup. I couldn't figure anything out. I was still brand new. So I was like scrambling. I figured out that the mic would work like in the corner of the room but nowhere else like in the corner by the doors so I stood over there for like 
I mean, it was probably song two that all that happened for the entire class. Like I couldn't leave like a literal circle without it like going out or like squeaking or something. Like I kept trying to get out and it wouldn't let me. So I'd like scurry back into the corner. And like, I remember the second that class was over, like everyone left the room. I was like, thank you guys so much. I'm so sorry. Like whatever. And I like ran back behind the DJ booth and was just like bawling. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I think I quit. Like I'm out. Oh yeah. I flew off the treadmill somebody was on and I guess she just like got off and got on one next to her but kept the treadmill running I think the treadmill maybe like wasn't turning off that's maybe why she moved and she was trying to get my attention maybe to tell me that that was like not working well I step up on the moving one and literally like I wish I had the footage because it felt like I literally shot across the room I ended up in the second row of decks like in fetal position and I'm still on the mic so I was literally like all right floor bicep curls like trying to keep it keep it moving and no one even really noticed besides like her and like maybe two other people on the floor so dark in there and everybody's like in their own little spot so like nobody even knew on the mic I was like wow you guys miss me just fly off the treadmill everyone's like what you probably did too think that you like hulked into that oh it felt it felt like I legit like shot out like I mean insane amount but I did travel pretty far I have to admit I was like how did I get here blackout yeah (laughs) and then my peak that's a fun one I feel like there's so many like good moments I honestly remember teaching my like very first like full 6 a.m class which was like a huge, like it just felt like a huge goal like crossed off for me just because when I first started teaching at 6 a.m.s, it was, it would be like three people and mm-hmm. it would be like my sister and like <laughs> two people. So I remember one day I woke up and it said like wait list at 6 a.m. and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, no way. Like such a cool moment to be like, wow, like this has grown and all yeah. these people, especially at 6 a.m. Like it mm-hmm. just feels like an accomplishment. So I have a feeling I know your favorite artist to teach to on the bike, (laughs) but what is your favorite song to teach to? Oh, goodness. That's so hard. There's so many. I I feel like at Cycle Bar, I love to ride, well, I love to ride to Griffin, but like Mm -hmm. a certain song, I love like any mashup to City of Dreams in like Indian Summer. Oh, absolutely. The classic. I'd say overall, I, I love Griffin a lot and I like... I like to ride to Rihanna. I feel like such like a bad bitch when you ride to Rihanna. I think Rihanna is one of like literally my favorite. She just hits so hard in she does. like the cycle mm-hmm. studio. And yeah. I like Miley. I don't know. I have a list of like a million. <laughs> Being where you are today and knowing what you know today, what's one piece of advice that you would give your 12-year-old self? Probably just to trust your own voice and that like eventually, this is so cliche to say, but like eventually everything will work out for a reason. Like when you look back, all these things that you're going to go through or are facing now will make sense in like a greater picture Um, and to just like keep trusting the things and signs that you're getting each and every day and just like really value your own voice I feel like it's really hard it's one thing to like be able to listen to your own voice but it's like a whole nother thing to like actually trust it and listen to it and believe in it and like take the steps to like follow what your gut and your heart is telling you but if you can practice that each and every day I think everything will work out the exact way that it's supposed to mic drop cherry on top I don't even know what I said but okay we'll go with it well, don't worry you'll hear it on Wednesday okay <laughs> well thank you so much Maddie this was so fun I'm so hey, glad yeah. that you came on with us I was honored to be here you guys it was so fun tell all of our listeners um where they can find you 
Um, well, you can find me on a bike at Cycle Bar Middletown <laughs> um, at Shred415 and at Yoga State. And then my Instagram is Maddie, M-A-D-Y underscore Martin. I think that wraps it up. Yeah. Yay! Yay! Thanks, guys. Cool.